0: Hello, and welcome to the UUCSV podcast. I'm Evan Yannick, and I'm glad you're listening. It's hard to believe that the year is coming to a close, but here we are. Unitarian Universalism draws on wisdom from all religions and faiths, and today was a special service reflecting this breadth of influence. Our church's mission is to create an open, active, and welcoming liberal religious community that nurtures spirituality and inspires growth and learning in the search for truth, and challenges us to live our values conscientiously through service and example. What we heard today helps to show our commitment to this mission. Rather than a traditional sermon, today's service, developed by our choir director, Annalinda Metzner, along with congregation member, Rebecca Williams, focused on the solstice. Recorded on December 22, 2019, it was a collection of readings, songs, and visual performances Of which you will only get to participate in part. To fully experience a different type of service, please visit our church on Sundays at 11 a.m. in Black Mountain, North Carolina. I hope you enjoy this immersive winter celebration.
1: I'm Anna Linda Metzner and I've had the privilege of putting together this service with Rebecca Williams. So welcome to the the quietude of the winter solstice. According to the anthropologist Maria Gimbutas, the religion of old Europe celebrated the goddess as the power of birth, death, and regeneration in all of life. Agricultural people understand that seeds must be kept in a cold, dark place during the winter if they are going to sprout with the spring. People who work hard on the long days of spring, midsummer, and fall are grateful for the dark times of the year to rest their weary bones on long winter's night. Long winter's nights are a time for dreams, a time when people gather around the hearth fire to share songs and stories to express their understanding of the meaning of the cycles of life. What would it mean to embrace
2: and celebrate the darkness as much as the light? If we allowed ourselves to sleep all through the longest nights, what dreams might come? Could we learn again that the cycle of life comes in threes birth, death, and regeneration? Not in twos, good and evil, life and death, black and white, darkness and light. Today, as we light this chalice, the symbol of our faith, let us acknowledge that while we do that, we also honor
3: the darkness. We're now going to have a responsive reading. Um, written by Linda Metzner, and um, your response is going to be the two words, the darkness, and I will cue you when it's time for you to uh, respond, okay? The darkness. Coming together here, we warm each other's hearts in the darkness. The sun far away yearns to embrace us in her warmth once again. But this is our time to journey into the depths of... The darkness. This is the time to surrender and listen deep to our souls. This is the time to close our eyes, slow down, and be lulled by... The darkness. Our... Yes. Our blessed mother Gaia dwells within. The darkness. Inhale the song of her soul, her soul, her dark caves, her rich dark humus. Mother Earth welcomes you into the darkness. Walk with confidence, all people. Walk safely into the darkness. Let us love the night, the moon, the stars, the planets, the seven sisters high above. Revel in this other half of our lives. The The beauty of the dark earth, the darkness of skin, the dark curves of mountain roads, the seven sister mountains in their powerful darkness presiding over Black Mountains our dark blood, our earth, our deepest selves.
4: When winter comes to a woman's soul, she withdraws into her inner self her deepest spaces. She refuses all connection, refutes all arguments that she should engage in the world. She may say she is resting, but she is more than resting. She is creating a new universe within herself. Examining and breaking old patterns, destroying what should not be revived, feeding in secret what needs to thrive. Are those who bring into the next cycle what should be saved? They are the deep conservators of knowledge and power. Not for nothing did ancient peoples honor the grandmother. In her calm deliberateness, She winters over our truth, She freezes out false-heartedness, To her eyes, this winter woman. In their grey spaciousness, you can see the future. Look out of your own winter eyes. You, too, can see the future.
5: The winter solstice. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the Northern Hemisphere, the winter solstice occurs when the North Pole tilts farthest away from the sun, marking the shortest day and the longest night of the year. Though it is tempting to wish away winter, this time of year can bring us many gifts, as John Matthews writes in The Winter Solstice. The solstice is a time of quietude, of firelight and dreaming. When seeds germinate in the cold earth and the cold notes of church bells mingle with the chimes of icicles, rivers are stilled and the land lies waiting beneath a coverlet of snow. We watch the cold sunlight and the bright stars maybe go for walks in the quiet land All around us, the season seems to reach a standstill, a point of repose.
2: The next poem is by Joyce Rupp, Winter's Cloak. This year, I do not want the dark to leave me. I need its wrap of silent stillness, its cloak of long-lasting embrace. Too much light has pulled me away from the chamber of gestation. Let the dawns come late, and the sunsets arrive early. Let the evenings extend themselves while I lean into the abyss of my being. Let me lie in the cave of my soul. For too much light blinds me, steals the source of revelation. Let me seek solace in the empty places of winter's passage. Those vast dark nights that never fail to shelter me.
6: The festivals of light. For thousands of years across the globe, people lit fires on the long night of the winter solstice, awaiting and encouraging the return of the sun. The ancient people of Mesopotamia celebrated the winter festival Zagmuk, or however they said it where they lit fires and staged a battle between the sun and the monsters of the night. In England, pagan people gathered in the woods on solstice night and burned the sacred Yule log to ensure the light's return. In the Hopi American Indian celebration, Soyal, Hopi priests pray in their kivas, underground rooms, for 20 days, to ensure the sun's return. Masked kachina dancers' feasts are shared and houses are blessed. In India, children make lanterns to celebrate Diwali, the festival of light. They put lanterns on roofs and shelves and pathways. For five days, the lanterns light up the dark.
1: In Sweden, St. Lucia's Day is celebrated on December 13th, which according to the old Julian calendar was the solstice itself. Each town still elects a Lucia girl to lead a parade or a procession, and in individual families, children dress as a Lucia girl or a star boy who brings cookies and coffee to the family early in the morning. Saint Lucia of Sicily was an early Christian martyr, but some say Lucia was conflated with Juno Lucina, a Roman birth goddess who brought forth life from the darkness of her womb. In Swedish folklore, Lucy is a powerful and protective goddess Whose wreath of candles wards off the chaotic demons who fly through the cold winter skies during Lucinata or Lucy night? Swedes have adopted the beautiful song Santa Lucia for their processions in, in her honor. The Lucia girls, the star boys, they're here. Have a star cookie while the choir sings Santa Lucia. (laughs)
2: Ooh. <laughs> in closing, eat your cookies, celebrate winter, <laughs> but let us also honor our need to withdraw in this long season of darkness and renewal. How else could we appreciate the first slow turning of the sun? this promise of spring, the returning light. May the winter solstice teach us to open ourselves to the wisdom of dark places with the same reverence with which we embrace the light. Blessed be.
0: I do hope you enjoyed this collection of inspiring words Please come back soon for our Christmas Eve sermon by Reverend Michael Carter, who will discuss the Christmas tradition and faith itself. Have a great week.